Dumpy, my little dumpy boy. Because yeah. we like eating dumplings. Of course. We're, we're dumpling friends. Naturally. What's up to our sidekicks and dumpies out there in the geek nation? I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. It's a oh. cult pop joint. Uh, we're here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's my comic book store. Come buy things from me. Uh, and also listen to us do this show here. So, uh, as I said, I'm Johnny Destructor. With me this week is Brian Lieb. Hey, hey. I am with you this week. And no. Hi. Hey. Is that, am I, do, you, do I talk like really on it or? You really want to make sure that people can hear your mustache bristling against their earlobes. That's nice. Hi. Yeah. Wait, isn't that a thing now too? I can oh, just like nice. rub ASMR? glasses. ASMR stuff. Yeah. Ooh, rub ASMR. glasses? Well, like uh, like uh, my fingernails against glass or, oh, or yeah. paper. Ooh. Oh. Hi everyone. We're gonna be an I'm here to talk this about comics tonight. <laughs> oh god, I hate it. <laughs> All right, we are here to talk about comics though. You weren't lying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, we're gonna get to some letters. We got we- letters. Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. Letters? Is yeah. it? Is it multiple letters? Or? We actually do have two letters yeah. this time. Oh, we don't have to do that thing where there's a lot of letters in each letter. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, just You did it anyway. All but right, I didn't have so, to. So, <laughs> that was optional. Yeah. God uh, damn it. From the home dad abroad, he says, The alert to spoilage. Thunder rounds. Ah. Good sirs. You may have noticed, but more than likely did not, that it has been some extended period since my last correspondence. I noticed. Perhaps this is due to a perceived slight at your lack of excitement over my previous extended note extolling the virtues of an ancient and no longer relevant bit of comic book lore. Perhaps, if I was the sort to take offense at the reactions of faceless voices from the ether, as do some of your other respondents, well, (laughs) one one respondent, (laughs) let me relieve you of the momentary elevation in your personal stress levels by revealing that my extended absence was necessitated by a confluence of events surrounding my own harried existence, the details of which I shall regale you with in excruciating and long-winded detail in some other email. Someday, (laughs) maybe. In the interim, let it suffice to say that your efforts to mix up the format and infuse new life into a tried-and-true program, which has in the past periodically shaken itself up is always welcome Hmm. since you eventually either bore of the new bits or more likely simply forget the fresh editions much like the editorial staffs at the big two (laughs) shot fired (laughs) meanwhile carry on with your simplistic book reportings and rounds of thunder for I shall be here, ears poised to absorb some nascent thread of incongruity upon which to pounce in extensive prose. Zounds! Mm. The home dad abroad. P.S. Right, as though I ever ask questions. Sent by one of my personalities, 
No, it wasn't. So thank you, Home Dad Abroad, I guess. So, um... <clears throat> So he was just writing in to tell us that he was writing in. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's it's welcome that we're shaking up the show only because his hope is that we will stop doing the new things that we're excited about. Yes. Wait, is that how you read it? Because he thought, well, let me see. Hmm. Um, uh, is always welcome since you eventually either bore of the new bits or more likely simply forget. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was sarcasm. As in like, thanks for shaking it up, but you end up. Forget oh, maybe. So yeah. great. It's hard to tell sarcasm yeah. over the written over word. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, taking into context the writer, yeah. I took. I thought it was sarcasm. See, I um, with Home Dad Abroad, I'm taking it, and I choose to take it this way. Unless you want to correct me next yeah. week with your exaltation. Um, I am taking it as the fact that he even wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. means that he is not disgusted by it, if mm. and or he would have said nice. so with so many words. Okay. And he seemed to be of a generally appreciative and friendly, yeah. you know, manner. So, yeah, I'll, I'll okay. second that, that take. So we'll, we'll keep doing them. Yeah. We'll take that as... I mean, until we feel like we don't want Implicit approval. To right. If <laughs> I, I mean, if we get bored or... <laughs> or, or I forget. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it's I get pr- an entirely new cast next week, Who as knows? I'm apt to do. Who knows? <laughs> it's, um, a, it's a moving target. Yeah. 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 Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, it's it's really, always a pleasure to, to read your emails It's a really weird way to find out that we're being replaced and fired. <laughs> uh, enjoy this last episode. Um, so we have another email, and this is from Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight, what? one of our tried and true hmm. longtime listeners, longtime emailers. It's called, What Do Flowers Understand of the Predicaments of Trees? Hmm. Hey guys, I've been reading Justice League Dark since it came out, at least the Rebirth version. I really enjoy it, even if I don't understand it all the time. It's over-verbose at times, and my knowledge of this side of the DC Universe isn't the best. I did really enjoy this annual, especially the line I used as my email subject. Ah, yes. Something about it is really poignant. As for annuals, in the most recent previews for books coming out in October, there is a solicitation for Batman and the Outsiders number six, followed by Batman and the Outsiders annual number one. What the fork? Hmm. Since when do annuals come out every six issues? Annuals mean yearly. If they had wanted to do a special, that would have been one thing, but why call it an annual? Can't wait to hear your reviews of Berserker Unbound number one by Jeff Lemire and Mike Diodato, whose art I love. His turn on Thunderbolts, when where he drew Norman Osborn to look like Tommy Lee Jones, who was my fan casting for Norman Osborn before I ever picked up a comic, sold me on him for life. The best part of this this um this this portion of the email is his inception use of parentheses. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's parentheses within parentheses in here. It's very, it's very fun. Absolute Carnage number one parentheses, which I picked up and read this morning, despite not being a Marvel reader at the moment. Oh, I, <laughs> I was waiting for the rest of that. Set, like, what is this? I see. Uh. So I can't wait for your reviews of Berserker Unbound, blah, blah, blah. Absolute Carnage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and yes. Sea of Stars number two. Also, some X-Men book, probably, because it's you guys. Chris, St. Saucy, <laughs> good night. I got to say, I, I'm every time, these have been a wonderful deluge of emails from Christopher St. Saucy, good night. Hmm. They have been increasingly hmm. more pleasant for me to read. Yeah. He was doing a thing there for a while where it was like backhanded. It was like a lot uh, of snottery, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and this is more pleasant. Can I? I there was 
something about annuals you mentioned there. Yeah. An annual is not every 12 issues. Mm-hmm. An annual is each year. So a book, yeah. if it wants to, can have two issues, like in January and February. And if they want to do an annual in March along with issue number three, they can. Hmm. It's now, just every year. That being said, <clears throat> I don't dig it. No, no, no. I would no. rather have one, two, three, four, one, two, twelve, and then annual. Mm-hmm. But then the annuals, well, no, not at all. I was going to say then they would always come out in December, but comics mm-hmm. don't always start in January. Yeah. Sometimes they start in no, March no, or no, yeah, even they May. They all start the calendar year, <laughs> and they continue henceforth with no yeah. bumps no in delay. between. See, Never. that's what I was thinking. No delays. It's Ever. six issues. That could have been a year for, this, true. for this book, that's whatever true. book it is. You know? uh, Doomsday Clock? Yeah. They could have had two annuals by now. Yeah, exactly. I think Action Comics had a whole year where only one issue came out one time. I mean, Shazam Shazam is what, like 72 months late now? Yeah. What's (laughs) happening with Jeff Johns? I don't know. Everything's been a little late and just Well, I guess he is doing a lot. You know, I don't know how much he focuses on shepherding the the movie and TV stuff and whatever. I have no idea if that has anything to do with this. I don't know. He used to never really be that. No, not at all. Play, play, Although that action play, comics oh, sorry, that I was talking on. about was him and Richard Donner, but it was yeah. the artist that was the issue. It was one of the Kuberts, Andy or Adam Kubert. Yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. the when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was a good series. Uh, he is very good, and I feel like he does a lot of research. Mm. And I feel like Doomsday Clock is in itself a, an under an undertaking. Oh, Hercules! Oh yeah, to, oh, yeah. To, to no doubt. So and he's great. The fact that and other has, books yeah. are falling, and he's I don't know. Sure. Again, this is all speculative, right? I have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The whole question is, where'd he go? Yeah, yeah. where are you at, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I like I, I miss hmm. uh, Jeff John's work, and yeah. it's been few and far between. Mm-hmm. A couple of promises at the beginning of this year, also, yeah, yeah. and yeah. those kind of didn't happen yet. Yeah, it could but also be the artist. You know, it's just coincidence that mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know who else he's working with, and I don't know Gary Frank's speed, but Gary oh, Frank's stuff we, is real detailed and awesome. So Th- that's why yeah. that's why Doomsday Clock is late. It's oh, Gary yeah, yeah. Frank, that's okay, fine, yeah. and that's worth it. Oh, definitely. But, like, yeah. Shazam. Um, was that him too? Joker of Three yeah. World. Jo- uh, yeah, okay. Three Jokers. Yeah. Um, some other black label book, I think. Like he, there's a couple of things mm-hmm. that are like about to happen. None of it has started, and or yeah. it's all stalled. I think Three Jokers was teased like over a year ago, right? Over, like, yeah, like yeah. well Almost over a year two ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, so yeah, great email. Thank you so much. We will uh, talk about some of these books now. Ah. Hey. Um, let's move on to Absolute Carnage number one, written by Donny Cates with art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, Diamond has this to say: Carnage has come calling, and everyone who's ever worn a symbiote is dead in his sights. Oh, He's skirted the periphery of the Marvel universe for months, but Cletus Cassidy, at last, stands poised to make his grand return to New York in a blistering sixty-page story, and he wants to paint the town red. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I could do a Cryptkeeper voice. Like we need to get what's his name, John Cassier. John Cassier or something like that. Yeah. We need, I want him. Is he the guy that does the Crypt Keeper voice? To come do my show. I mean, you pay him. Yeah. He's, he's the, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just that simple, huh? Yeah, maybe. You'd have to yeah, get a hold of him, too. With money or yeah. Bitcoin, whatever <laughs> his preferred currency is. So, uh, Absolute Carnage came out, and uh, here, here's a little bit of backstory from me hmm. because you didn't ask for it. Yeah. Donnie Cates was a guy who's been around for. He's not was a guy. He still is a guy <laughs> who has been around for quite a while, and I did not pay him any mind until I read a book called Thanos Wins. It's a trade paperback. If you haven't read it yet, it's amazing. Go read it. And that's the one that put him on 
my map. Was that wins like victorious or wins like Win- the air? No, no, yeah, like okay. he, he won. Because either it's one could about, be a cool sure, title. It's actually. all about but, Thanos yeah. flatulence. Yeah, <laughs> Thanos, Thanos wins. wins. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it was big and bombastic and just real fun comic booking. Hmm. So because of that, I then went on to check out his Venom run, hmm. which was also big and bombastic and introduced a symbiote god called Null. And then he ties that in in a way that I won't spoil right now to Jason Aaron's first God Butcher God Bomb Thor uh, run. That's cool. Uh, and it's it feels like classic old school comic booking where writers will take something that some other writer is doing and they make a tapestry hmm. and it's a fun little thread for the reader to pull and hmm. unwind and, and go through the, the Marvel universe that way. It's, it's what I love about comics when it's done correctly. And I feel like, I feel like right now with war of realms, venom and now absolute carnage, everything is really firing on all cylinder cylinders. What do you guys think of this book? Brian didn't read it. No. Oh, um, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> thought I was going to throw it to you, didn't I? Uh, just throw it to Noel. <laughs> no, you, you should have thrown it to him and actually just waited. Yeah. Um, I have actually, um, unlike you, I, I think I jumped on the Johnny Cage train a, a little earlier. Oh, yeah. I was trying. Like, I, you I were trying to get me on the train. A little bit. Hmm. Yeah, but it's very, very difficult to, to try and get someone to read The Inhumans anything. Oh, I love oh, the Inhumans. He did the Inhumans. It was Death, Death of, of Inhumans, which was surprisingly so incredible, like I mean, so fun. The Inhumans are awesome, though. Uh, no, yeah. not. They are great. I mean, they are awesome <laughs> in theory, but in the last fifteen to twenty years, point to hmm. more than one like disparate run that people really talk about. Oh, I don't it's know who's talking about it, but there was a cool, uh, there was a cool miniseries. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, so yeah. Dead of Inhumans really good. And I just I, so happened to own a comic book store, and just so happened to have the trade paperback. I mean, you here. don't hmm. just so happen. I'm you going made these to. choices in life. You <laughs> <laughs> woke Aww. up one day. <laughs> that felt nice, actually. Hmm. Um, this, this is I didn't, what you wanted. I didn't fail upwards into this. Um, <laughs> so I have it, and I'm going to read it. Go on. Continue. It's um, it, it's 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 very good. Either way, um, I have been just based off of that trying all of his stuff especially at marvel because he has that flair of grabbing things from continuity Mm -hmm. either repurposing them or giving them another angle like i don't care about venom at all but i have been reading this run because it's super fun like when you have scenes that offhandedly explain why he drools green Mm. and it's a part of the story why i missed that part what is Is that in venom or is that in in venom okay And I already kind of forgot it. I think okay. it has to do with like um, what he is he uses to heal and or is like it's, oh. it's a, he puts purposes to really weird That's stuff cool. and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so I even though I don't care for these characters all that much, I have been on this ride the whole time. And this was easily the meatiest book. Ugh. Every time you see in an, in a in a a solicitation that says like oversized thirty page, forty <laughs> page, fifty page, you assume there's like. At least a third of it is reprints. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is three issues worth. Of, this oh, is wow. a mini trade. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and a first out the gate. It's, I, and it's all Ryan Stegman. That was the first it's thing the I was artist. thinking as well because this happened recently. There was another eighty-page book or something, some big crazy Marvel book, and it was all good stuff. Um, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man twenty-five. Yeah, sixty pages. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't believe it's not just a reprint yeah. of a yeah, bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Again, unlike that, this is all him. This is all segment. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole book is segment. Is this a book? That was, that was at least like three, three right or three artists. Mm-hmm. Like this is impressive. Yeah, and the other interesting thing, 
is because I was reading Venom, the Donny Kate stuff, and I've fallen off a little bit only because of time. And when I go and I am putting the book out on my shelves, I've started seeing the name Cullen Bunn. Oh, yeah. And Cullen Bunn Just does not grab me as much as Donny Cates does. Hmm. So I have a feel. maybe I'm wrong, I have a feeling that he's been working so hard on this, Donny Cates has, that Cullen Bunn is doing mm. Venom so that he could focus all of his attention on this. It was it was for War Realms. It was almost like a baked... It seems as though it was a baked-in um, like time save for Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman, who were doing the whole run until yeah. the, all the War of Realms tie-ins. Yeah. Mm. So Cullen Bunn has been doing all the War of Realms tie-ins, oh, okay. which it was, was just, just like four issues. Oh, okay. And I have not read them yet. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the story itself, though... Oh, you know what? Just to touch ever so briefly on what you're saying, Noel... Um, I do have a bit of nostalgia for Venom and Carnage. Mm. They came out in a very formative time in my comic book reading. It was the Todd McFarlane era. Mm. Um, I mean, Carnage wasn't obviously, but Venom was. And then when Carnage show up, showed up, I was in that, uh, I would say, high school realm of I'm fascinated by serial killers. And so they took a serial killer and gave him a symbiote. And I was like, this is for me. It's a super serial killer. Um, yeah. So, uh, and he was brutal and, and kind of funny and gross. And it was, it was I mean, then there was things like, ulti- not, um, not absolute, not ultimate, maximum carnage. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was the first, one of the first times reading as a kid that I went, wait a minute, this is bad. <laughs> this is what a bad comic book is. So it still taught you a lesson. Yeah, yeah it's still formative, it's still, right? It's, it's still important. a seminal moment in my life. Yes. Um, when I was a kid, I thought it was pronounced carnage. Oh. I don't know what made me think you that. You fancy little but shit. But it just, right? Yeah. You go I was shopping a, at your day. I fancy little did shit. Did you also carry a satchel to school? I had With my man carry it. <laughs> I had a satchel. Actually, but, but I, like an actual like, like a backpack, like no, just a leather, a leather belt sh- that yeah. you wound around your books. <laughs> no, I don't know what made me think that, or just like cause it's not a name. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so onto the story here. So uh, it seems that Eddie Brock has a son who he calls his little brother because he's afraid hmm. of telling his son that he's his papa. Oh, hmm. I, I mean, you're not caught up on Venom yet. There's actually a lot of really interesting things when it comes to his son, and oh. then hmm. so there is a plot point. Uh, that we're just now learning. Like, he keeps adding layers to the origin of, of Eddie and his symbiote. Um, the symbiote is sentient on its own, and it has, at times, repressed memories oh. for Eddie on its own. <sighs> so there are things that have happened in Eddie's past that no. him being separated from the symbiote <laughs> for a little while, he's only just now remembering, oh, and that kid is a part of it. Very, very cool stuff. This, I fucking love that. This that run is, cool. is really fun, dude. Wasn't oh, my sentient, God. Wasn't it always sentient on its own, though? It is, but now it's it, like... So the whole idea with this god, Null, mm-hmm. is for him to be able to wake up... Like he, The only reason why he's imprisoned is he's imprisoned by this planet worth of these symbiotes hmm. the only way for him to get out of this planet and just destroy the whole universe or whatever the hell the stakes are is for all of the symbiotes to make it their way back to him to so the planet. what's happening in this book to jump hmm. off of that yeah. is that um every time a symbiote mm-hmm. say venom hmm. who has had a storied past in the marvel universe <laughs> yeah. he is just kind of poked everybody here and there um whenever he attaches to somebody he leaves behind a little Codex. Codex. It's called a codex. codex. 
And like a physical thing, like a physical them? little, yeah. Okay. yeah, almost just like a marker in their DNA. Okay, yeah. And so what Carnage is doing is he's going around to every single person who has ever had contact with the symbiote mm. and has a codex mm. and is yoinking it out of them. Um, so, yeah, which I believe does that kill them or does he just because there's them. a there's a pit of dead people in this book. Huh. It Although it wouldn't surprise me if he killed them, even if it didn't need because, to yeah, kill them. He's yeah, because he's carnage. Right. It's in my name, you guys. Yeah, what you, exactly. like, come on. All of all of the all of the previously uh, used up, or all the previously uh, deceased people that have carried the symbiote, uh, they have their spines ripped out in like a mass grave. They're they're yeah. exhumed, spines ripped okay. out, mass grave. Yeah. Is Matt Gargan? Is he? He's still alive. He's still alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he is mm-hmm. technically on the list oh, because okay. he has been. A symbiote. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. a host. Symbiote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but if you remember that story, yeah, there was a little snotty Italian kid who was like the shitty kid of some mobster. He wounds up with the symbiote for like a yeah, like one right issue before or Gargan, a couple right? of pages, yeah, and he winds yeah. up falling to his death. Yeah, um, because the symbiote is like ashamed of him or something. He just like doesn't save him, <laughs> and so that kid is in that pit oh. as well. He's referenced. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Um, I don't remember it fondly, but it was an older horror movie with Tom Sizemore called The Relic. Uh, it was a, a adapt, it was a poor adaptation of it was a poor adaptation of a uh, I think a Michael Crichton book. Either way, it was this ancient monster that needed um, a specific part of the brain to kind of keep regenerating. Like hmm. a, a, like it had to eat that a does hypo- sound familiar. It had to eat a hypothalamus or something, so it yeah. was only going after this. It wasn't really wasn't really killing everybody to yeah. kill them it was just wanting that piece of the brain it's like this yeah where he needs to rip out their spines hmm. so yeah. he could keep so he could build the codex and then go release Null. yeah and if he does Null has the knowledge of every single hero person villain that has been a host for the symbiote hmm. yeah like the knowledge and, and physiology of it's just it's it's hmm. so fun the stakes are so big for for a Venom <laughs> for a a Carnage yeah. story, yeah. It's fun. It's really, really fun. It feels like a B-movie. Now, can you... And a, a little bit of history, because I did not read this portion of, of the, the Carnage-verse. Sentry, also, there's a great line in here about the Sentry. With the Sentry, took Cletus Cassidy up into space when Brian mm-hmm. Michael Bendis was writing Breakout. Yeah. And he tears the symbiote in twain, yes. right? With, Carn- with Cletus Cassidy inside the suit. Yeah. So... He has been ripped in half. How is he not dead? I don't know. There don't was know. something. Okay. I have. I bet somebody out there knows and can email us at coltspopgo yeah, at gmail.com. I, I do remember there being an explanation, and I didn't read the comic that it was in, but yeah. I read like an article about it or yeah. something. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Carnage symbiote formed a spine or something right. like that, or if he is just supplying the bottom half of the That's Cletus what I'm Cassidy. thinking. Didn't a cult. Resurrected. Well, there him. was a cult of Carnage, uh, right? And they resurrected him, right? I don't. I didn't read. I any think of that they stuff. did. I think uh. they resurrected him. And then there was like Carnage USA. There was a couple of Clayton because Crane drawn uh. miniseries. Null has been able to remotely kind of control these symbiotes with that like spiral thing on their forehead. Yeah. Oh, so is I think that it was. Okay. I think it was some just weird confluence of Null and the the cult and okay. blah blah blah. Uh. Like I, it did. It did happen in like a one shot, I think, or something it like could that. Be, yeah. yeah. But I. I, it was I it was relatively immaterial to this story specifically. It was just like he's back and he's worse than ever. Hmm. Well, he's, and he's decrepit too. Yeah. Like it's a he's all, yeah, he looks like a corpse oh, inside. When you see when you see a little bit of Cassidy in there, maybe he is. Maybe he is dead. Yeah, and it's just null. So he is not doing this 
because it seems a little out of character for absolute for Carnage to do anything to help anyone. Right. Is that Null is just like using him? Well, he's serving Null's bidding. Okay. But he's not. He's not an automaton. That's that's Cletus okay. in there. Yeah. Okay. So but it's, like even it's a if bit you of both. look at this Carnage, the way they draw him, he's not. There's not a body under. That's there. true. And there's, the symbiote can do that. I mean, it yeah. did it for Flash Thompson. He's the, also he's also aggressively yeah. stronger. Yeah. Hmm. He's able to inflict damage on Venom that he wasn't able to really before. Like, hmm. like he punched the suit off of Eddie's face. Oh shit! Yeah. He's also able to. He's got these like little bugs that he throw, like bugs of of carnage, carnage. that he throws hmm. at other people to quickly turn them into zombie hosts form. It's, oh, so it's, he can like sort of sub host. Yep. Or possess. Oh, interesting. Which is something that Null is mm. able to do. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's um, it's it's this is it's gross and it's cool. It's so much fun. Yeah. This, uh, is, really, this is really the art is so fucking. Good. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Stegman has changed his style since I first um started paying attention to him, Um it's looking nice. There's it's a real nice. There's a um. It's a coloring. The coloring is really great. There's a. It's like a palpable almost. Um, matte finish darkness mm-hmm. on top of it, it's like a red haze. Yeah, that makes it, it yeah. that makes it feel like uh, exploitative or exploitation movie mm. in a weird way. It, it feels like a horror flick. This yeah. is this is gonna end uh, in, during Halloween time, and it's mm. gonna be perfect. Yeah. Was there uh, one of the children of Venom? I thought I saw something online that that Shrike Shriek Shriek, Shriek. is she in there? Uh, not yet. But oh, okay. I think they're gonna try and touch on everything and everyone. Oh, or it also could have just been somebody saying like, "Hey, if every symbiote's going to be in there, I bet she will." Yeah, like I thought it was in here, but yeah. Shriek and Maniac and so, oh, was that were they? Uh, was Maniac so, another oh, one of them? I have here a list huh. of all of the miniseries that are coming. So, okay. the way that ha- War of Realms just happened, mm-hmm. this is happening in a similar fashion, but with less tie-ins. So, there's Absolute Carnage, and then there's miniseries Lethal Protectors. Miles Morales, Scream, mm. which again, is. that was back in the 90s. Mm. Separation Anxiety, which is a team of different symbiotes. Wait, did Miles Morales have a symbiote for a time? Or no? I mean, he must have. Okay. No. I mean, he could be involved even if he didn't. No, you know. It's just, I think that's just a spider tie-in. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a spider. He's a spider family uh, member. Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool. As you do. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then I think, that, oh, and then Absolute Carnage. Ghost Rider, Symbiote of Vengeance, number one. That makes sense. I mean, Does it? Sure. Who's the creative team on that? Bad I don't boy? know. This is just a checklist. <laughs> I'm curious, though. Did Donny Cates do the Cosmic Ghost Rider? Yeah. Yes. So that could be. Yeah. Yeah. He created the Cosmic Ghost Rider. God damn it. So, I, yeah, I think this is yeah. a bucket of fun. Uh, well, you, um, everyone should read um, Donny Cates' Guardians also. It's pretty good. Cool. Oh, I haven't, I haven't oh, done I that Oh, I like yet. the Guardians. And, that um, sounds, yeah. And Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer Black, Black is pretty good. Oh, I haven't gotten to that yet, but mm. it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's two issues, right, I think? So, so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I briefly share an idea for a what-if story that I thought would be really cool that's probably not going to see the light of day anywhere else? Yeah. What if all of the heroes went in Secret Wars to the machine that Spider-Man went to oh, to get the symbiote? everyone got a symbiote. It seems like such a easy... Yeah, yeah, and everyone gets a symbiote, and nobody realizes it, and they go home, and they... Yeah, However, yeah. forgive me if I'm wrong. Okay. I think... Think that machine did not create symbiotes, did not give everyone symbiotes. There were other people who used that machine to fix their costumes. No, and I think... he went to the wrong machine. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What if everyone had gone to the oh, wrong I see. machine? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, there's a, yeah. There's a 
there's a a Deadpool one shot that actually presupposes he got the suit before Peter did. Well, it's oh, a miniseries. Right. Oh, it's, it's called oh, it's Deadpool Back in Black. It was five, oh. four or five issues. A four or five shot. Yeah, yeah. he had the, <laughs> yeah. he had the symbiote for a little while. Yeah. Oh, before right. Peter. But oh, really? Peter. It, is it continuity? <laughs> it's not continuity. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Sure. Yeah, yeah why not? He's had the symbiote, by the way. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So I guess he'll uh, That's probably be why there's symbiote um, versus Deadpool, or Carnage versus Deadpool. Makes sense. Right? Um, are you going to continue sense. reading this, Noel? Uh, yeah, man. I'm, this is on my pull list. I'm yeah, going to read dog. the shit out of it's this. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, Brian. Yeah. Since you did not read it, yes. you lazy sack of shit. That's why. Um, <laughs> have we convinced you? Are <laughs> you going correct. to yeah. Are you going to try number one? Yeah, totally. I, You know, it was only a time issue. And I was into it. I also that was a. I'm a little bit younger than you, but not by much. Mm-hmm. And that was also a formative comics time. Maximum Carnage. Mm-hmm. I was. I thought it was awesome, ah, but um, I, I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like I don't uh, remember there being a video. It was, I don't know if it was Sega or whatever, but uh, it was a video game. Okay, I think it was Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. Um, I also liked the like pretty much everything that was happening around that time that people decry as like bad '90s Spider-Man. But I just enjoyed it. Clone you know. Saga? Yeah, I like the Clone Saga. All of it? I don't remember. Oh, I mean, I don't... issues yeah. of it? Yeah, uh, I, it was at a time when I probably wasn't... It was just like, I like this character, yeah. I like this... You know, like, I have no idea who writers and artists are. Yeah. It's just, this is awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, that was one of those things where the Clone Saga was... I was like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. I they're think they just... literally didn't, right? They extended it yeah. because it was popular. Well, first of all, there was a huge backlash, right? And then they extended it, right? And then they switched everything around like three or four times, yeah. yeah. And then by the time it was over, it was like, oh, who? No one cares. If something yeah. like that happened now, also, I mean, people still go crazy when there's some change, but uh-huh. I feel like if it happened now, everyone would just be like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be forever. You know Do what I mean? Do you think so? Not everyone. Have you spent any time on Twitter or no. the internet? I actually don't go on Twitter, but <laughs> you should not. But uh, like, having, you're right. Having just a peripheral. Um, engagement with all the people yeah. who got upset about Jane Foster Thor. Thor that's what I was thinking of too. Miles yeah. Morales, Spider Man. But back then, it maybe it was just because I was younger, but it seemed like oh, this this is a change that they are making to yeah. Spider Man, and it's and the internet wasn't around, so all mm-hmm. I or well, not as it is even, now. You even know, as recently as uh, Captain America or as Brubaker's Captain America. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that felt. Or even Hydra Cap, which was even more obviously uh, not something they were going to stick with. Freaked the fudge out. Yeah, it was like, wait till the story's done, guys. It's they're clearly not going to stick with this. So, all right, from one awesome book to another awesome book, if I may be so bold to speak as to for s- us. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. do it. Uh, we all loved House of X <laughs> number two, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Pepe Larraz. And uh, Diamond has this to say about it. Learn the truth about one of the X-Men's closest allies. Mm. And then oh. begin the fight for the future of mutant kind. Wait, do we <laughs> begin the fight for the future of mutant kind? Is that uh, something I was supposed to do? Weird. It reads weird, right? right. So, like, enjoy this book. And then, and then go begin. fight for the future well, of mutant uh, kind. Wait, I mean, after the, the show, I guess. Where's the, <laughs> noun, where's the noun in the sentence? Is, are they still talking about the person that Learn learning the truth about? about one of the X-Men's closest allies, dot, 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 and then begin the fight for the future That's, of mutant so kind. It's clearly directed toward the reader. Yeah. It's the ally that's starting the, future, the, the, the fight for... 
I don't. Kind of yeah, I think I think the ally is supposed to be starting the fight, but the way the sentence reads means we need to start yeah. the fight. Yeah, this is a this is a command, an yeah. invective. Yeah, All right, yeah. I Here quit comics. Go. Fix your solicitations. That's garbage. Um, Did you quit comics to go start the future of I, the fight? Yeah, for I'm going to go start the fight. I'm going to go fight the future <laughs> of humankind. Fight the future of humankind. <laughs> I'm going to fight humans. <laughs> I'm going to fight humans and all their kind. Um, Wait, I'm fighting mutants with kindness? What's happening? <laughs> you know, all of those things. Whatever. Take I, your I assumed you meant kind bud. Yes. Oh, yeah. You get high with the mutants. Yeah. yeah. So this book was dope. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I don't know much about Moira McTaggart. McTaggart. I almost what? called her Moira Kelly, who is an actress in that movie. Cutting Edge. The Cutting Topic. Edge. Topic. Um, Moira McTaggart. Um, what I was wondering is, and I don't think so, was she a mutant always? Not is she was a human so. friend Not of to our knowledge until okay. now. Okay. And this is cool has power. always been, but cool, yeah. we've never Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. This issue, this one issue, mm-hmm. starts to already let you know what's going on in this run. Yeah. Because there is like like a book. I had a I, I called my friend Callie Grace because we both are in a book club together. Hmm. And I'd started a book, and I, I don't think I finished it, but something very similar to what's happening to Moira, her mutant power, also happened in a book called Time After Time, I believe, or Life After Life. Was that what Life the After Life. Tom Cruise movie was based on? Nope. No. Oh. Um, right. But um, it's repeat? about a woman. Because that did have a different title as Age a book. Of Tomorrow. That, yeah. 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 That one, um, no. Uh, the book is about a woman who keeps reliving her life, restarting her life mm. over and over again. Kind of like Starhawk of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, really? yeah, oh, Starhawk has lived his or her life. There's some stuff going on with Starhawk where they're different. There's oh. like a brother and a sister, but that's one of their main abilities is that I they have lived that. their life over and over. That's yeah, neat. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's revealed here that Moira is do- has done the same thing. Yeah, and um, can o- it seems like she can only do it of co- as she's been told ten mm. times. So we take we have a yeah. glimpse of all ten of these different timelines that she has relived. Now, my only problem with this issue storytelling is and let me know if maybe you guys have the same problem hmm. they keep saying that she reincarnates so when mm. they start to show you that she reincarnates yeah. i thought it was okay she lived her life mm-hmm. she because it looks like it could be a long time ago because she's growing up in a house on a farm on, yeah, on yeah, yeah. muir island or whatever it was called right Oh, in Scotland, yeah, or yeah I guess so. And yeah. um, and then she dies. Yeah, and then she starts again. Yeah, but I thought it was she was born again after she died. Oh no! And it I took think, me yeah. quite a while to get. Oh, yeah. she's reliving her same yeah. Yeah, existence yeah. over and over again. It's not the normal use of the word reincarnate, yeah. but it could fit into that word's definition. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the definition. It kind of fits, but you're right. It's not really. It's, she's a, it's she's in a assumed. loop. Yeah, normally she's we think of loop. it still being like, like a, temporally linear, but this just yeah. isn't that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a biological loop. Yeah. But she and she keeps being reborn with the same memories. So what I what I loved about this issue, um, not the same memories. She keeps getting. The, she keeps well, all of her previous memories. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um. And then and then they're they're the same. <laughs> yes. Um. But what I really liked about this was that they were able to. This was like a beautiful retcon, which which is mm-hmm. like a. A wonderful thing in comic books when mm. you come across them, like the retcons that land like a thud, and then some that are just like, all along it's been this, mm-hmm. which Parallax, is really really fun. I thought it was a good example. Yeah, Parallax of that. was probably the, one of the one of the better examples of that. Also, too, um, well, shit, just half of Jeff, Jeff Johns' career. Speaking of Jeff Johns yeah, again, he is a master. He yeah. does that really yeah. well. But this yeah, yeah. this this reading this felt like a, an amazing retcon that 
Yeah, sure. You could try, like go back and read everything that Moyer McTaggart has been in and try and poke holes in it. But by virtue of what he's done, you can't poke right. holes in it mm-hmm. because you don't know which life you're looking at that right. she's led and or which life cycle we're in now for mm-hmm. her. Or no, even or which we, life cycle of her is House of X. Is that what you whatever, mean? Like, yeah, whatever yeah, this yeah. fucking story to, or whatever did tell before. Yeah. If one of her lives is very, looks exactly like X-Men continuity up until now. Mm-hmm. So one of the lives that she yeah. had is literally like what we are, were used to all the way up, up to, until just, well, I think no, the second, until um, Days of Future Past. I think the second yeah. one. The yeah. the second one I think is where where she is has it, lived through it or no the third one because the second one she dies real quick. Through. Well, the nice thing is Hickman has provided us, of course, a with timeline, an entire yeah. like nine page timeline. Yeah. Infographics. I think you it's her third do? life that is most similar to the yeah. She the second one is when she tries to she like hops on a plane and it crashes yeah. right away. But also, the, oh, I want to that was a cool I, thing. I'm sorry, I want to go back to that when you're done. Oh, oh, just uh, that was pretty much it. Oh. Just that the third. Her fourth, it was her fourth, her fourth life, life that was that you know uh, where is it so much show oh, the story so uh, she stood with them through the gifted years through the yeah. through the hate and the fear and she the hides the de- fact that she's a mutant from Xavier yeah. the lost decade is yep. the, is the, <laughs> right. the Phoenix Force Five yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. also uh, and then all the way up until the days of future past the that third is life. one retcon though that I mean I'm totally willing to overlook it but has Xavier never read her mind. <laughs> If if in fact her fourth life is the one that we've been, uh, you know, well, whatever it's fine. Maybe she had a defense up there. It's all good. He di- he did when well she allowed him to. Like, she allowed twice. him to, but that's House of X timeline. I think, I think that's a well, good question. <clears throat> yeah. So one of um, one of the lives other than the current one she's in now, she did let him read it early, but that was like when she was fourteen. Right. That was after what we are supposing is yeah. the standard six timeline. Continuity. Yeah. 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 No. Also, too, the I love the fact that in her third life, they had her be the one to develop the mutant cure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she has actually lived. And, and then, of course, too, she was also a pawn of Apocalypse. She was a hound. Or was she he a lived, pawn of hers almost? I, I don't you know, know what I mean? He, she has yeah. lived every single permutation of how a mutant can choose mm-hmm. to fight Mm. For themselves or fight the war or whatnot, like it's essentially she's gone through like every stage of grief yeah. <laughs> with her lives, and now mm. it's the the last. And what one. is breaking all the rules? Like what the hell is breaking? What all are the rules things? that yeah. have not previously been broken by her? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's up next? Now, what did you so want to? You said you want to oh, get back to. I was talking. It was a tiny little moment of storytelling within this issue that. I think could have been handled in a different way and it would not have been effective. Mm-hmm. And it's a tiny little thing. But you were talking about hopping on the plane, right? Yeah. So she sees in one of her timelines, her very early timeline, she sees Xavier on television, mm-hmm. decides to fly over to America mm-hmm. and see him. And it's a panel and it's a, it, you see the plane mm-hmm. and the clouds. Everything looks great. But the caption says, so Moira jumped on the first plane she could find mm-hmm. to America and died when her plane crashed into the ocean. Yeah. The the way that I read that as as a reader, um, someone else could have drawn the plane crashing. Yeah. And would have ruined that little bit of a ooh shit surprise. Yeah. Because yeah, it looks like a, oh she's going to see Xavier now because yep. she's on that plane. And, oh wait wait she yeah. she it crashed and she died. Yeah. That's brutal. But it's that's the way you do a reveal like that. It mm-hmm. was a very subtle, well done. Yeah. It, it wasn't um, what's the word I want to say um. Ah, 
choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. And very uh, very in tune with the medium of comics. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that you wouldn't, in prose, you just say what happens. But in comics, you see a picture often yeah. before you read it. And Sometimes yeah. I'll see the picture on the right bottom side yeah, yeah. while I'm on the left top. Yeah. So being able to manipulate it in that way yeah. was she, cool. Had, yeah. you, had you not been paying attention to it, the very next page is a rehash of her in the bar again. Mm-hmm. So she, mm. if you were just looking at it, yeah. you're seeing her make it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 So it, um, it is. It's very. It's very deliberate and it's very well paced. This is. Uh, what were we? What were we reading recently that it it felt like twenty pounds of story in a five pound bag, like it was just too much. Because this is technically too much, uh-huh. but it did not feel overwrought. Now wait, it were you saying that about War of Realms? But it was good. No, no, no. It was um. Maybe we were talking about a movie or something. Something oh. that was just like so much shit that oh. it just felt. Bleh. I don't remember. Oh, you know yeah. what? It might have been Aquaman, the Aquaman movie. Oh mm. yeah. It was just like twenty pounds worth of story <laughs> in a five pound bag. Yeah. That's not good. Hmm. So it just felt like too much. Uh, but this is like the opposite of that. This is something that is so well paced out. It. Feels like a meal as opposed to being stuffed and you want to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which sometimes also with a story that repeats events can. This doesn't really do that, but it could have. You know, when you're watching a show or something where they are stuck in a causality loop mm-hmm. or whatever and you see the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. it's hard to make that interesting yeah. uh, sometimes. Other times it's done really well, but I also, when you were talking, saw about the parallels between this and Powers of X or Powers of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, how that kind of was like snapshots mm-hmm. of different things in a, in a similar way to what this was, but this is along uh, a different uh, axis. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was along an axis of time, and this is uh, alternate realities. Yeah, 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 which I'm super into. Also, time are these all alternate, alternate realities? realities? Well, no. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they are. Wait, what? Oh, my right. God. Yeah, they're all alternate Each realities. one must have broken off and been an ult- its own reality. Right. And in the Marvel Universe, that's what happens yeah. when somebody goes Every back time. in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, maybe the other realities just already exist anyway. I don't think they've ever really nailed that down. Well, yeah. so, yeah. so she she's in the um the little prose piece. It talks about how if she she has all her same memories, she has all of her original memories, not same mm-hmm. memories because yeah. they they could be different. If she goes along with it passively, they just repeat themselves mm-hmm. as as one as as they do. Um, but if she diverges wildly, then it breaks off and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. But she maintains yeah. memory of old and new. So if we're talking like tenth life, she has ten times the amount of memories, and 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 knowledge of every single one of these different diverges mm-hmm. and pain. Like any psychological, you say that like it, this thing radicalized her, mm-hmm. so it would continue to affect her, yeah. you know, through later lives, yep. uh, which is pretty interesting as well. Yeah. And hopefully, the balance of it is something good, because the good things would affect her too. You know, I do have a question. Yes, who's that? Oh, oh Destiny. It? Destiny. That's yeah, what she she's. That. Yeah, have I. Have seen her before? Who, uh, I have seen her familiar? looking like that. I have seen somebody that looks like that, but Which I felt like it was the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. She and Raven, Darkholm, or Mystique, yeah. were the ones that raised Rogue, I believe. Oh. Yeah. And, but she looks like a regular. Like, she looks like a human oh. in, without a costume, I Raisin believe. Rogue? I never read much of her stuff, but some of the X Men animated series really? t- touched on her. I got yeah. the impression that she was blind because I. She I, is. I, she I, is. Yeah, yeah. I did like the, is she looking at me right now? Yeah. She's, a, you know, <laughs> blind that can see the future kind mm-hmm. of, stare, you know, archetype. That whole, that felt very Bendisy to me, that whole conversation. Mm. The, the, the conversational aspects of it mm. felt Bendisy to me. Although very Hickman-y in the kind of like chess of, 
competing Mm -hmm. sort of like uh, potentialities Mm -hmm. that if you do this, this will happen kind of thing. Brutal. Burn her slow so she can remember it. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Awful. This is is a wonderful book. I uh, three three technically three issues into this run, Mm -hmm. and it's already a year's worth of possibilities Mm. and stories. So, and we've got. Ten more, yeah, yeah. or nine more, or, so and I go. love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tickled by it. It's the most fun I've had reading an X Men book yeah, since yeah. the Joss Whedon, and yeah. I would say more so. I agree. It's I like surpassed. that. Like it's fun I like and that, poppy. But this I like more. This yeah. is more yeah. meat. I mean, I like Hickman a lot more. Yeah. Also, like Joss Whedon does some really good comics, but yeah. Hickman is uh, he's another an level. artist. Yeah, he's an well, well, so is Whedon, but it, yeah, it's um. <laughs> <laughs> he's a level above <laughs> that level, though. I, no, wait. no, I meant he, Whedon is also an artist. I didn't mean to say that he no. wasn't. But oh, no, yeah, I said yeah, he's yeah. on another level, and you're like, well, so is Whedon. No, that was it. I do agree he's on they're another level. They're both on yeah. levels. Yeah, but Hickman's on another one. I don't think they're comparable yeah. at all. But which, yeah. one's the, which one's the other one, though? Which is Hickman's. the best level? Yeah, give me the best level. I which prefer Hickman's higher? level. Yeah. Hey, you know, Whedon's was a very classic superhero story, yeah, it's even written into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, we're going to be superheroes again. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it was a very focused, simple, yeah, simple yeah. in air quotes story. Yeah. This is a textbook version of it's that. It's like an like, ideas based yeah. also. There's like crazy ideas in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that run just wasn't, that wasn't what that run was. This it, feels closer to the Morrison's run to... Oh yeah. Well, that's Morrison style too. A lot yeah. of weird stuff going on. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes they land and sometimes they. Yeah. Don't. yeah. Also, Moira. So if she dies before her powers take over, they send. That's, she doesn't incarnate again. That's the. That's what that's Destiny tells her. Yeah. Right. That's true. And Destiny wouldn't necessarily know because Destiny just sees the future. Yeah. In and that she, one and she life. Already. Right. Seconds before that, minutes before right. that, whatever says, um, you're hard to read. Yeah, that's a good point. It's hard to read your future because mm-hmm. you're you, you're a weirdo. And then she tells her, "Well, you can only live ten lives, maybe eleven. It was like you're just if making you do shit everything up. right, she says. Yeah, which is a little yeah. Yeah, maybe it she's sense. just making stuff so up. So yeah. whenever a super, I don't even know if she's a super villain, but whenever no, I don't think so. She does. I don't believe. I don't buy whatever she says as um, omniscient. I I don't think she's a villain. I think in this one, she obviously was very antagonistic mm-hmm. because of. I mean. The X Men have gone up against people who created Mutant Cure too. Yeah. Like she would be against that, but I think she's one of those like she's a good person who is in love with Mystique and you know is why that's my impression of her that she's not a bad person. So the way that the way that that interaction is placed in the story, there's no reason for us to not believe it. It's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It, it, like that's a that's a shorthand. Well, yeah. what I'm it's, saying it's is, if Hickman they decide, this. yeah, it's yeah. Hickman if someone after this story decides, oh sure, 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 oh, yeah. sure. They could. It like, wouldn't surprise yeah. me if it was wrapped up by yeah. the end of these two. Yeah, I think did uh, he say yeah. in a couple of interviews that he um, has every intention of just like shaking the shit out of status quo, but then putting all the toys back. Hmm. Uh, like he's he, dang it. Well, some things are going to well, stick. We've already seen how. This is exactly yeah exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be out to this. This is going to be exactly hmm. how he treated Fantastic Four and Avengers. He's yeah. going to do big crazy ass hmm. shit, yeah. bring it all back down, and whatever people want to hang on to, they will. Whatever I they think, want to forget, I think they that will. is a really great like. I think Hush, Batman Hush, did the mm-hmm. same thing where it told a great story, and then by the end of it, the characters were deeper than they were, but everything mm-hmm. was back in place. You didn't need to have some shocking change yeah. to make it a good well, story. Well, the only thing I think what was it? The only like status quo change in that was. The Riddler knew who Batman was. At and time. Catwoman did also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. move on to the Thunder yeah. Round. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. 
Uh, I'm getting over a cough. It hurts to laugh. Cough. It hurts to cough and laugh. Uh, so the Thunder Round is uh, one of our aforementioned new uh, bits that Until we, we like forget to about do. It. I Until, almost forgot about it yeah. during talking about those two comics. So, well, it's been 48 minutes of talking well, about those two comics. Time. So, um, yeah, what we're going to do is I'm going to throw it over to Noel. Noel's going to get 60 go seconds. He's going to get 60 goddamn seconds. Mm. I'm going to put it on the timer, and he's going to talk about I don't know, maybe Sinestro Year of the Villain. It's a one-shot written by Mark Russell and art by Yildere Sinar. I, I'm so sorry about what I did to your name just then. Are you ready, Noel? This is a very dense book. So. Well, uh, shut up. Are you ready, though? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Go. Um, so Lex Luthor sends out uh, Sinestro to go stop these celestial style beings from destroying planets and they're on their way to earth now normally bad guys doing bad guy things is not something that the legion of doom would be concerned about however they are messing up with lex's large plan so uh sinestra is almost forced to be a good guy with air quotes to stop these world destroyers uh in order to do it he has to get them to to or to make it to where they can't heal themselves anymore when they receive damage the reason why they can um heal is because there are tiny civilizations that are going over and over and over again inside of them and these okay. builders are rebuilding them inside huh. of them cool. in their cells are like little worlds hmm. um so sinestro decides to minimize himself and go inside of each one of these worlds to try and destroy civilizations in order to get these things these beings to not regenerate when they're being fought it's a weird book and it's fucking great you did it. Hey. There's hey. so much more in here too because there's there's a whole back half of like how Sinestro treats how he decides or he eventually gets them yeah. to stop working. Hmm. It's a, it's like allegories for faith, belief, politics. You're still this talking. is a great book. I don't care. You're still talking. Go. All right. Invisible Woman Thunder Round. Thunder Round for Brian. Uh Invisible Woman is written by Mark Wade with art by Mattia Dea Luis. Day-Louise? day I do not know. You get you one minute on the clock. Uh, I really liked it. I liked the first issue a lot, and this one had a little less, you know, wow factor because I already knew it was coming, but it was mm, a cool, mm -hmm. you know, it was a cool second story, a second issue in this story. Um, it does not have as much action or uh, advancement of plot, like plot action, I should mm -hmm. say, as the first one did, but it's still a fun, a fun tale. You get a little, like cool invisible woman using her powers thing she was in a uh drinking contest with somebody and you know the guy was huge and and uh it turns out that the drinks had been poisoned anyway oh but she just you know i i thought what she was going to do was create a, an invisible thing in her stomach yeah i think she just did little force fields around each thing uh in the glass mm. and made it invisible so you get a little bit of that not as much cool invisible woman stuff as the first issue but it's the second issue, you know. Uh, it deepens the story, and I think it leads well into the third. And I'm looking forward to the third. Nice. Yeah. You guys keep beating the timer um, by like two seconds. It's that's pretty, the goal. Pretty impressive. Fifty-eight seconds. What I was gonna do? Uh, uh, can I do a half a thunder round on Batman seventy-six? You want a thirty-second thunder yeah. round? Hold yeah. on. Thunderow. <laughs> 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 Thorough. <laughs> Thorough. Right. So, so Batman number seventy six, written by Tom King, Tom King with art by Tony S. Daniel. Tony S. Daniel. Thirty seconds on the clock. Okay, so people are talking, plots happening, 
it's pretty fun compared to all the stuff that wasn't going on before. And I'm into it again. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's fun. Oh. That's oh. Like a yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys, if you if you were really mad before and wanted your Batman, hmm. it's it's pretty good again. Here's your Batman. I mean, but you have to read the rest. He's of got it, a don't road. You? No, really. Okay. I mean, this arc. Okay. City of Bane. Start at City of Bane. All right. <laughs> it's not bad. All right. It's not bad. At I all. may have to trim down the 45 second thunder round <laughs> instead. <laughs> a little uh, more thunderous. <laughs> All right, moving on to Lois Lane number two, written by Greg Rucka, with art by Mike Perkins. And Diamond says, famed writer and reporter Lois Lane never worries about speaking truth to power. So what's she hiding from the most powerful man on the planet? And her husband, Superman. Investigating a widening international conspiracy, Lois puts herself in the crosshairs with backup from an unlikely new ally from the streets of Gotham City. Is it Batman? It's not. No, it's not. It's not. It, did you not read it? No, I didn't get to Lois Lane. Oh, it's no. so good. It is so good. I've uh, read the first issue either. Oh, it's uh, so good. Well, I mean, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it again. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. So, right. good. so good. I when I saw that Lois Lane was getting her own book, I went, oh. Yeah, Superman's uh, girlfriend, Lois Lane. No one's gonna care about that. But then I saw, <laughs> oh, 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 Greg Ruck is writing it. Yeah, I'm interested. Hmm. And then to continue in the in the the timeline. I read it and it was great. Oh. <laughs> so, so I was excited. I was excited. Uh-huh. I did it. Uh-huh. I was pleased. I did it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And now I'm excited for the next one. To keep one. doing oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. The cycle continues. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, what, did, what did you think, JD? Like, um, I think it's great. Uh, a customer came in yesterday, actually, and was talking about it. And he, he said, like, he's like, I don't know. It's a little on the nose. Uh, it's a little on the nose with what's going on. And I went. The, the, on the nose. Yeah, it's very yeah. on the nose. And if we were getting a Lois Lane book about journalism yeah. and it wasn't touching on these yeah. things, I would not care. Uh, the fact that it is touching on all of this stuff that is currently going on in America and Russia mm-hmm. and dealing with them uh, in a very interesting, engaging light. Hmm. So I, I'm, di- I'm digging it. I don't even think it's very on the nose. I think that's I think that's a misnomer. Like it's it's not it's not ham handed. There is no nose. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's a comic it's, book. It's yeah. not ham fisted <laughs> and it's not like um, it doesn't just. It's not obvious. It's just there. Do you not think so? No, I don't. Because it, they're doing it in um, so broad strokes versus on the nose. It's broad strokes. They talk about how um, deta- uh, detainees and immigration and, and also something fishy happening in Russia when it comes to reporters. And also that's, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Very clearly drawn into the book with mm. a different name and she gets her press the, pass okay. revoked. The story itself is not on the nose. Oh. The way that they're telling the story is much more like um, like a Rockford Files kind of of uh, escalating events for reporters. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know the Rockford Files. Uh, I know that it exists. What's Rockford Files? It's a so TV show. Private investigator TV show oh, from neat. the okay. 70s. Cool. So like when, when, <laughs> when you boil down criticism and or praise for this book of it being just current events, uh-huh. I I think that's not the whole story. So like that person right. saying it's on the no, nose. No, no, it's not on the nose. It's they're using current events to tell a different story. The hmm. story they're telling is not those current events. Do you know what I mean? So like, like it takes the, place in the DC universe with DC stuff that will happen. The story right. itself is trying to find out what happened to this reporter. Okay. The stuff happening around it may feel on the nose because it's taking from current events. Sure. Yeah. The the book is not about immigration. Hmm. The book is not about hmm. Russian meddling. It's not yeah. about Trump. Right. Right. There are little pieces that kind of show you how it could be construed or how it could be like 
put a mirror up to current yeah, events. Yeah. But the book is not about those specific things. Does sure. that, does you, does you, like there's a story that those are the events it takes place within. Yes. Okay. But but they may not actually have anything to do with the plot. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the story they're telling so far is that she is capable of juggling all these things. Mm. She's literally writing a story about immigration and you know putting word to power about it while also investigating this other thing. Yeah. Which is which is kind of like how these private eye stories go. You've got an A plot, a B plot, mm. and a C plot. Sometimes they all converge. Sometimes it's just like one's a red herring and one isn't. So like it's this this second issue is just like this great escalation towards whatever that real story is going to be or whatever that real truth is going to mm-hmm. be as she just keeps digging in. Now, whether or not it is on the nose, I will say that because of the times that we're living in right now, yeah. I very much am enjoying mm. pop culture offerings mm. th- that feature hard-hitting journalism, journalists doing their job. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like there are journalists out there trying real hard. Yeah. Um, but I also see things like, and I I don't know, maybe I'm going to get too real. I, I see things like character A, person, living person A <laughs> is spewing mistruths. They refuse to use the word lie. Right. That this person is lying. Right. Yeah. They say, oh, bending the truth. They use all these workaround phrases yeah. so that they're not saying lying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just recently watched a movie called Spotlight. Oh, it's such a good movie. Jesus, holy hell, it's so good. I wish it was a six-part, like, take that with everyone who's in it and make it a six-part Netflix series so I can watch more of it. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino has spoiled you and how you, like... Yes, yes, I want, it's just so good. Um, Is this a recent movie? uh, The last five years. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, last five years. Michael, because it was part of the... Michael Keaton Assange that's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um but who who um Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. Oh wow. It's such yeah. a such a cast. Yeah. And it's about the New York no, I'm sorry, the Boston, Boston Globe. Globe. Okay. F- doing the digging to unearth all of the Catholic Church molestations. Oh, so it's a true molestations. True story. Oh, true true oh, story. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> grandparents ask your parents, uh, and then have them ask. Uh, Grand- so my grandparents will ask my your parents, parents okay. about the real world because your grandparents are too old. Right. How it's you, is, that, is that when people stop being polite and start being real? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, true story. <laughs> the real world on MTV. Do you know what I mean? Like, so <clears throat> I'm I'm appreciating this because yeah, I'm yeah. watching a fake journalist mm-hmm. do hard investigative investigative mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hitting a spot in me that I like. That's cool. I, so tingles. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a nerd, so I do listen to all the interviews and read them and whatnot. And the whole creative team behind this, um, the whole creative team behind this, <laughs> um, have have kind of talked about how they're treating Lois. Uh, they're having Lois uh, act and react in ways they wish they saw more. Oh yeah. You said it way more succinct than I did. Yeah. That's hmm. exactly what I... Yes, sure. that. And, and that's... You know what? I think that's what my diatribe about on the nose. I don't want it to be boiled down to, this is a political comic. Sure. It's not. No, no. It's just that's the world that she's living in while trying to solve this other mystery. Yeah. And they don't they don't really shy away from it being part of her But day. even this other mystery is ripped from the headlines. Hmm. Russia. Well, Russian... Re- Russian Russia, reporter is how they, murdered. How they treat reporters, right. yeah. Also, that, anybody that... weeks then, ago. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. the, there's uh, I haven't seen it a lot, but I think maybe some of the feeling is like 
uh, comics are political or, or the, these are, you know, let's just enjoy our entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen some people. There's a column going on right now on CBR, I think, that talks about political exa- examples of political commentary in comics. And oh. that has always been the case. Always. You know what I mean? Superman was knocking down slums to, yeah. you know, for the benefit of the tenants and against yeah. the slumlords. Superman is also an illegal immigrant, yeah. you know, and he always was, except potentially during the post-crisis um, era when he was, uh, they did a Armageddon 2001 where he was able to become president because yeah. his pod opened up here. What's but that? the main character, he's an illegal, he's an illegal immigrant yeah. who does a lot of good and has, you know, especially in his lower powered days when it made more sense that he could want to do something but not just do it mm-hmm. um was always about you know uh helping out the little guy yeah. socially and economically and all that stuff is very America political was literally created to punch hitler right yeah, yeah, right? yeah. it was it was wartime propaganda specifically right about yeah yeah the so there's a and and then he quit during the nixon era yeah you know when he felt like the ideals of america were not what he no knew you know yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want to make a generalized statement all right. But do but it. But you will. <laughs> I will say that I feel the people who get upset about politics and comics are mm-hmm. have are only upset when it's not their politics. Sure. Which I can understand. I mean, I would be more upset if I didn't agree with it too. Yeah. Like there was a uh, uh, Superman Grounded where Superman was like yeah. had a problem with some aliens living there illegally mm-hmm. and it was like you are also doing that. Yeah. But uh I mean, you know, that's few and far between for me because mm. the comics writers and I tend to have similar ideas. Lex Luthor mm. becoming president during, yeah. you know. Um, if it wasn't, if it hadn't already happened. They should do it, it now. happening now. Well, yeah. I mean, there was, you remember he had, uh, he, Luthor wrote, wrote a biography in continuity in or late 80s, I think. Mm. And it was, this was long before Trump was going to announce a run for president. And it was, Luthor's biography was the cover of Trump's biography, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and he based the corporate takeover Luther, you know, the corporate Luther was partially based on Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You. I mean, and that was long before anybody had any political ideas about Trump. This was just like, oh, this is the guy. <laughs> He's a good model for this uh, villain. Now, I mean, yeah. and there are some people who, whether or not they say politics, uh, how do I want to say this? There are people who I understand if you don't want mm-hmm politics in your comics you just want a fun story but to say that politics have no place in comics is foolhardy comics are are, understand there are people who read comics specifically to get away from the things sure in their life that that make them uncomfortable so a comics are an escape do you think they're picking up lois lane no not the second issue (laughs) yeah right yeah, they might have tried. I, right. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's. 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 Um. It's largely fake outrage, where it's just like they told me I need to be mad about that, so I'm going to be mad about that. Mm. Because those that truly do try to disconnect and move into just you know four color, no consequences story, they're not going to be picking up a book about an investigative journalist. Like they're going to be picking up a mm. uh, freaking monsters and aliens and right. and, yeah. and, and on the cover and, it says. Press pass revoked. Like yeah. this is clearly involved. It's, I, yeah, it's like I don't know. I, part of it. Part of me thinks that it's just noise. Yeah. Plus, art takes it's place in really the social realm. Politics is all about the social good. When you boil mm-hmm. it down, artists, a lot of their fuel is social commentary, yeah. and comics are art. 
and so they're they're just as home at home in that realm as any other art you know yeah, yeah. that all to say I think this is a lot of fun. Mm. I think it's really well done. I wish that the art was a little tighter inside Mike Perkins' art. There's some interesting um, perspectives happening in here, um, but some of the faces are a little melty. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a part of the story. They, 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 they suffer from what I would call Brent Anderson. Is his face melty? His faces are melty. Oh, my. Oh, the faces from he draws. Astro City. Yeah, oh, I could see little... that. Although Astro City is like, I love it and I love the art mm -hmm. that goes along with it. But I see what you're saying about a little melty. And just like there's this, look at this panel here with Clark and the size of his head versus the size of his body. There's like That's the proportions true. are off and a little. Wonky. I do, I do love, I do love uh, the Clark and Lois relationship. It's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. It's well, it's fun to read. Mm -hmm. I just and I, I do like the. I think the art matches the gritty nature of mm. the story. Yeah, mm -hmm. the underbelly of. The DC universe, it's a lot of heavy black, yeah, you know, ink and whatever. Also, yeah. In this case, he's eating her face. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's a good book. You should read it. Everyone yeah. should read it. All right, let's Sweet. move on to Justice League number two. You know, it's it's getting more and more difficult mm -hmm. not to call it Justice League uh -huh. because I started doing that yeah. for no stupid reason. For, for a good all reason. stupid reasons. For every stupid <laughs> no. reason. Every stupid reason is why I started wow. doing this. So Justice League number 29, written by Scott Snyder and oh. James Tinian III, <laughs> art by Bruno Redondo. Diamond has this to say. Sensing the danger to come, Jaro fears for his newfound friends. He ponders each one and their potential fate to decide whether he should mentally block them from going forward into what could be certain destruction, the coming war <laughs> with the Legion of Doom. Um... I'm really glad I didn't read that solicitation before yes. <laughs> reading the, uh, the issue. Yeah, it yeah. kind of gives it away. Sort of. I mean, some of that stuff doesn't happen at all, but it does give it away. Yeah. So this was great. Yeah. Uh, and Noel, you're welcome, uh, in, guys. in our instant right. message little you're group chat, yeah. he was like, y'all need to read this shit. Yeah. Uh, and so we did indeed read this shit. We did. And it was great. And it, it was wasn't a, yeah. shit. It's a no. wonderful jumping on point. If you haven't been reading Justice League up until issue 28, you can jump on 29 <laughs> And know everything that's happening. Yeah. It's very succinctly described. It makes sense uh, more so than I think as I was reading these stories. Mm -hmm. I was glad to have this little primer of like, oh, yes, that's what all this was. And they did that explanation in the midst of the story. Yeah. A lot of times that would happen in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I thought it was cool that it didn't. Yeah. You know, it was just somewhere toward well, the middle. Well, there's a lot to tell. There was a lot. To and I think it was even told in multiple segments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, That didn't feel fragmented no it didn't it feel felt, like exposition and it didn't yeah, feel natural. like it was broken up either yeah. yeah uh and it's featuring one of my new favorite characters jaro so <laughs> he's cool um i will I'm say clapping like a porpoise right now like, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> um i i don't know if we should spoil it or not but i will say that my fear for this book hmm. was it that it was um setting up the whole issue to kill off jaro mm -hmm. yeah and it I, I felt this impending doom the entire time. Yeah, there is a, there is a a very there's a status quo change when it comes to this beloved character. Yeah, this at the end. There's also and, oh go, no, sorry no, no no it's go ahead age long loved. There's also yeah. something about you know he's not just a new character that you that anything could happen. You know it's one of those things where it's like. This is really cool, but how long is a version of Starro going to be a member of the Justice League? Yeah. Um, and you know that either it does or does not go it's out a, here. But yeah, it's a, a worry that you character. have. Yeah. So yeah, legacy character, and a also a kick, yeah, a 
a member of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I care deeply for. I love him. And a reference to what was our first exposure to the Justice League, even though that wasn't their origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been there since Brave and the Bold 28, mm-hmm. um, which is which is cool to have him be around. Um, so good. Yeah. So why, though, do you think he, uh, Jeff Johns? No, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. What's, what's, what's his deal with jars? He, the, the beginning of this story starts off with him talking about the universe is yeah. in the shape of a not in the shape of a jar. It's like a jar. Well, I wondered if that ways, was just a reference to a jar. You know, just to put it into Jaro's context. Our universe is not unlike a giant jar. Yeah, yeah it's 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 Jaro that's narrating. So yeah. I think it was just him like saying it was him making a really really bad metaphor. Oh, I, yeah. oh, that was him. Yeah, yeah. This oh. whole, the whole book is narrated. This issue is narrated from Jaro's perspective. You know what? At the very at the onset, I did not realize. That it was Jaro mm. talking until mm-hmm. I got to the page where it was revealed that Jaro was talking. So that makes sense that he's just, oh, that's so, oh my God, I like it even better. That he's, is actually a metaphor like, that I have, and I, I honestly forget if I heard this somewhere or thought of it myself, mm-hmm. but um, like I was a physics major for a little while and thinking of the forces that shape reality as the energetic forces are not um, necessarily that different from the physical things. So if you pour water in a cup, then the water takes the shape of that cup. Yeah. But when water falls, it takes the shape of the gravity around it. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And so I, when I read that, I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's funny. He, he is. is smart. He's adorable. He's adorable. He's, adorable. Yeah. he's cute. And Batman's interaction he, with him is likewise adorable. You look like you know. the ghost of Jazzercise. Three-quarter <laughs> yeah. turtleneck and sleeves. You deserve to die just for bringing that back. He's so great. Quotes. Yeah. He's a, he's got an outfit. But he takes on the entire Injustice gang yeah. single-handedly. Who refer to themselves as villains, which I thought was unusual. Yeah. He's like all of the villains yeah. are doing this. Well, it's it's this whole like uh, did you guys read No Justice? The kind of kickoff for all of this. I read two of them and then There's only four. Yeah. <laughs> they were good. I think Good-ish. I read it. There was there were two things. Well, I read one and not the other. It was the turning point for for this version of Lex Luthor. The the fact like his realization that apathy is actually the most the strongest thing on earth, mm-hmm. the strongest emotion on earth. So then it just it it begat all of this like embrace who you really are, be mm-hmm. a villain. That's how we're actually going to do this and mm-hmm. doom and perpetual. I do remember that because um, it was just it was that was the snowball. That yeah. was the snowball downhill. Yeah, because Sinestro does not. At least in modern times, usually think of himself as a villain. No, you no. know that. Yeah, like that's he, when he's the most interesting to me is when he yeah. is just the greatest Green Lantern. Right, and you guys are just not doing it right. right. I'm doing it right. right. I am saving things the correct way. You're wrong. Yeah. No, that's when he's interesting to me. Yeah. Not yeah. the mustache twirling. <laughs> yeah. Hell, Jordan. <laughs> I don't know why I made that voice. He's a hugging yeah, him. He's that was so awesome. cute. Batman and it wraps up shows, in such a great way. Batman shows yeah. more emotion to this baby star than literally yeah. than any of his Robins. Any of his actual Robins. Yeah. 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 Uh, this it's is so good. This, the, guys, I this is stupid, but between this might have been my favorite book this week. I got a little choked up at the end. Mm-hmm. This might have been my favorite book. Yeah. And it, it, I knew I was going to have fun with it because I've, we've been loving Jaro this whole mm-hmm. time. But I did not expect. I did not expect this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you guys haven't been reading Justice League and are interested, I would say twenty nine. Jump in. Yeah, number twenty nine. Yeah, it's, it's it's rare that a twenty ninth issue will be like, oh no, this is legitimately a good jumping on point. Yeah. Um, and it's know, even in the middle of a story. This is yeah. not like a good jumping on point because they're starting a new arc. No, <laughs> that's what I mean. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this is this is technically the prelude to the big Justice Doom War uh, that starts next month. I don't. 
I still don't, and I've said it before, I don't like the justice versus doom thing. Hmm. It's just, ah, we're going to bring about the, the doom. It's, it, I think it may have something to do a little bit with what you're talking about, Brian, when you hmm. mentioned the, the villain, the villainy piece right. of sin, the element where we're bad guys. Yeah. Justice versus doom. It just, it's it feels so heavy handed. It feels... Even Luther often thinks he's, you know, he's like, ah, if it wasn't for this magpie Superman yeah. coming in and subverting humanity, Anymore. I'd be awesome. He's yeah. Ju- he's they're, yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're all swerving in. Yeah. But like, yeah. he's using these broad terms as if to say that there are only two ways a universe can go. It can either uh, go towards okay. justice or yeah. towards doom. And they they don't, they feel... That's, that's the Morrison it, in him now. Yeah, but it doesn't mm. feel right. There's just something about it that doesn't mm. speak to me, and I'm having trouble articulating that clearly, mm. but um, I'll get over it. Well, it's like Magneto referring to them as the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Mm-hmm. And then well, later on, it's like, oh, why would Magneto see himself that yeah. way? And then they do like tap dancing to fit, you know, like, well, that's how well, the world saw us. Well, then they just become us. the Brotherhood. That are makes you, much more are sense. Are you saying that because there's no room for the broad spectrum of human emotions that this is not landing well with you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. That, oh, that's it. That's it. We got a back okay. issue book report. Oh, One yes. of our new, soon-to-be-forgotten bits that we like to do on the show <laughs> is uh, the, called the back issue book report. What was that bit? Back issue book report. Huh? Back issue book report. <laughs> Last week. Oh, go grab us some dice. We need a, we need a twenty-sided die and a six-sided die. Here come the die. We rolled the dice. We figured out what letter of the alphabet, and then we went into the back issue bin and uh, we pulled out. John Constantine, Hellblazer, Annual 2011, and we handed it to Noel, mm-hmm. our good friend. And we gave him the first grade book report fill-out sheet so that he could the, the questions do are, his homework. Who's the author of the book? What are the, who are the main characters? My favorite part of the story? The problem of the story? And the resolution of the story? Yeah. That's all. Now... I'm going to pose it to the listener out there. If you guys have a better book report, maybe you could write book report questions for the book report. Yes. And we could trade those in and out. Sure, So if sure. you guys have great back issue book report questions that you would like us to answer, mm-hmm. send them in. So yeah. So um, this story is called John Constantine Hellblazer Annual 2011 Suicide, Suicide Bridge. Bridge which should have like a gong or something. Suicide Bridge, written by Peter Milligan, with art by Simon Bisley. The main characters of the story are John Constantine, the family of his childhood friend, Mm -hmm. and his 23-year-old wife. What? Oh, that's right. He was married by this point. She's got a scar. So I didn't, I don't. No, he's got a scar. This is like the second full issue of anything I've read of John Constantine. Oh, really? I I know of him as... It's like uh, it's like the Punisher. Like he shows up in other stuff. I know yeah. his story, whatever, but I've never read John Constantine. Ooh, I'm excited. So, 23 year old wife, don't know her name. Um, what was my favorite part of the story? My favorite part of the story was when John re- threatens a teenager with the possibility of being placed in the foster system if he doesn't sign into Facebook for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the problem? What was the problem in the story? Well. The family of the childhood friend of John's, who went missing when he, was, when he and John were only 15, 16, asked John to find the boy before the matriarch of the family dies, because she's super close to dying. Probably should have got on that sooner. Yeah, so <laughs> when, they were, when, when they were 15, 16, his, his buddy from up the street... It wasn't Chaz? 
No. Different different buddy? Different boy. I okay. think it's like Tim or something. From up the street, disappears. Huh. And he hasn't been seen in 30-something years. Wow. Uh, what is the resolution of the story? D- don't look. Oh, He's flipping oh. through the book. I want to tell, I tell right. you what the resolution is without any real context. <laughs> John locates the boy who is stuck in a limbo like all other victims of the suicide bridge, which is a siren call for disaffected youth that draws them in by lem- like lemmings over a cliff only to disappear and never be seen again. But... He's unable to save or bring any of the kids from that limbo back. So what he does is he lies to the dying woman and then helps her pass on, a.k.a. euthanizes her. Oh, my God. Oh. That's John. Yeah. Yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. John. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. my dude. Yeah, he um he can't get the boy to come back. The lady is uh, on death's bed about to like give her last couple of breaths, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to lie to her. It's me, Tim. Your son. Oh, he pretends oh. to be Tim. Yeah, because she doesn't want to pass on until she sees him again. Mother. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, that is kind-hearted. He wasn't mm-hmm. able to bring her back. It's not necessarily the right call. But it's call. Harry John that he does yeah, not yeah. succeed. And then right. and then and he, then lies about it. Right. And then he kind of like he does this. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll tell you the, the name of it. Some sort of like trick he learned from a shaman in Australia. Is it a card trick? Um, we're all alone. She'll never know that. Painless and happy the way. What better way to go? It's a technique I learned from an Australian Aborigine. He didn't call it murder, nor do I. Nice. Uh, mm. Now, let me ask you this. How do you, this being your second Hellblazer book, or I'm sorry, is it your second Hellblazer or second Just Constantine? Second Constantine. Is okay. there a distinction? Yes. Between? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hellblazer ran for 300 issues yeah. starting in the 80s. Uh. They rebooted it with the new 52 and it became John Constantine. Yeah. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, just just Constantine. I think yeah. ever since then, he hasn't had a Hellblazer title. It's but he's always, he's the only star of Hellblazer. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. okay. But I mean, okay. is well, it a Hellblazer book or a Constantine it's book? Actually, I, I think you okay. could even say, is it a Vertigo book or a DC book? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because that whole relaunch was... The, D, the the Vertigo yeah. series went away, right. and yeah. it was more all ages. And I felt yeah. it too, man. That was one of the oh, uh, with yeah. the new Fifty Two happening. This was the one, yeah, that I felt the most. Were you, you were into it. Oh, I was into it. Okay, cool. Oh, I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I have not read all three hundred issues. I'm excited to eventually do that, mm. but so good. There's so mm. many. It's such a three hundred issues, and it's not all the same. And they have different uber talented mm. creators mm-hmm. come mm. and work on them at different points. So hmm. um, this was fun. I, I dug it. Like I, I um, he's a he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's still, regardless of being a piece of shit, he's he's slightly charming, and you just kind of keep going with him. Even to the characters in the story too. Yeah. Like they hate him, but you know when he comes knocking, they're like, "Hey, John. Yeah. All right, hang out." Yeah. You he's, know. He's yeah. A, um, so he's a compelling character. Would I be able to stick around for tons and tons of ghost stories constantly? Probably mm. not. Oh, it's not just ghosts, but yeah. But um, if it's, if it's all exorcisms and, and like I could do that for a while yeah. or in pieces and chunks uh, as a binge, I probably yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, no, but he yeah. does a lot of other supernatural stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I get what demons, you're monsters. I get what you're oh, sure, yeah, ghosts, yeah, yeah. supernatural. Now, tell me, would you guys agree with his characterization? Constantine is the Batman of magic. You know, he's like low power, but he always wins. I mean, he's no, more of a dick than he that. No, he doesn't want to. Or maybe there. not always win. He doesn't always win. That's true. He does fail, but and he, he takes sacrifi- on people. No, he will sacrifice his best friends. He will sacrifice family. Sure. So not as far as the like. Maybe not characterization Skill is not the set. right word. Skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the low power guy who hangs with the extraordinarily powerful people. He can. Yes, I okay. would say yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
he's able to convince people that he's more powerful than he really right. is. Yeah. And he, I mean, and Batman can be a dick sometimes too, mm-hmm. depending on the era and the writer. Yeah. But yeah, more power era, level that era, kind of thing. Era. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, all I right. It. It cool. So me, I, I want to roll the dice this time. I didn't get to. We're gonna have oh yeah. Time for oh, it's my turn. It this is your time. turn. I roll the dice. And Brian I pick the Brian book, pick the issue. It's all right, we'll well, we'll see out. what the num- what the letter is yeah. first, <laughs> and then we'll worry about cleaning that one off. So how does this shit work with the... You let those two? out of your hand. Yeah. Put action comics with the S's. Nine. Nine. I. Yeah! There all right. Go. That's perfect. Inhumans, In number, number seven, by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. Yeah. Uh, I wait, I've heard about this Knights. run. This might yeah. actually be the one that I was thinking of when I was thinking of it. It's like a Isn't smaller group of them. Isn't this the beloved... This is yeah. the beloved Inhumans yeah. miniseries. Now just read seven. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. I've, there we I go. have never read uh, this this uh, title before, so it'll be it'll be fun, hopefully, okay. uh, unless we forget about it by next week. Um, <laughs> forget about right. what? Thank oh, you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. Spoilers. Spoiler Alert. I'm your host Johnny Destructo. With me this week was Noel. But before we get to that motherfucker, I'm going to tell you how you can help out this show. You can Son. go to. Rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, you can go to, you can help us out monetarily, which would be wonderful. And you could go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can go to Coffee. I don't know if it's called Coffee or Kofi. I don't know. It's ko-fi.com slash Johnny Destructo. If you want to help the show out, either way, uh, you can email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com. And that's kind of it. Noel. Hi. Where can they meet you? Um, you can just find me on the Twitters uh, at Mr. Bartocci, B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, and just generally around the f- greater Philadelphia area. Okay. Wait, just is that Mr. Screaming. This is a real question. Is that Mr. spelled out or uh, M-R? M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. Okay. Mm, nice. And Brian. Yes. Where can we find you? I am on the internet at brianleibdesign.com, B-R-I-A-N-L-I-E-B, as in boy. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, that's the best place. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. And by later, ah. I will talk at you right now because (laughs) we told Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight that we would review Berserker Unbound. Now, the reason it is not part of the main show, (laughs) we we kept it for till the very, very end, is partly because we want to be dickheads, right? Well, I, 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 I love the idea. Uh, and this is like a fun prank, not a you know fight you fight you prank. I yeah. love the idea of him having already crafted half of an email list before to he show. gets to this, uh, and then he gets to this, and he's just like, "I'm curious, God damn it, I'm curious to see because we're gonna I'm gonna put this after the music, oh, after all the music, no one will hear." And I'm wondering if he's gonna stick around. I wouldn't. Well, if, if I mean, somebody, if if I was him, I would uh, probably be like, "All right, well, it's if, done." If, if see when I get if, if I look at my iPhone, my iPhone, yeah, I would see. Well, there's still like 10 minutes left of this show while the music's playing. If you look at it. If you look at it. And you might think, who knows how long the song is. If he doesn't catch it, I will. I'll I'll tell him to go back. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I won't let him miss it. I'm just curious to see if he'll catch it. Uh, What's the second reason? Fun. Because as a show runner, Mm -hmm. 
I do not want my show, our show, the show, hmm. to be an exercise in negativity. Hmm. So if there is a book that all of us have sort of read and gone, eh, it wasn't for me, I didn't like it, blah, 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 we generally go, take it off the list. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. It's not, it's not worth mm-hmm. the time to just sit and pick it apart. Right. And Because I am of the mind that people sat and they made this. Jeff Lemire sat and wrote yeah. it. Mike Diodato used all the tricks in the <laughs> in the manga studio book. Um, Everything in photo, every tool in Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> um, to to draw this book, and uh, I do not want to disparage their work. And if you can't say something nice, kind of mentality, then why like I don't think we need to always say everything. Uh, not everything we say has to be good, but if no. we can't come up, you know what I mean. I like I to want balance, a balance it. show. Exactly. I want one yeah, of yeah. us. Had one of us been like, Nah, man, this was great. Yeah, this yeah. was Conan meets now. Yeah, I'm like, great. We're going to talk about it. It'll give us a conversation. Yeah. It's not an interesting conversation if everyone's just taking a dump. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Berserker Unbound, right, written by <laughs> Jeff have, Lemire, right? yeah. Yeah. art by Mike Diodato. They have this to say about it. A merciless sword and sorcery warrior finds himself blasted through a wormhole to a modern-day metropolis mm. where he must protect those around him from an evil wizard mm. determined to send him to hell. Did that happen in this game? No. <laughs> I mean, it happened in the last page. I mean, the he, blasted through a wormhole part happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second to last So page. here's my problem with the book. Hmm. This book is Conan meets blank, right? The elevator pitch yes. is yes. Conan, the character you already know and love. Yeah. Exactly same, but whoa, we've done this to him. And I knew that from the first page. It's not something I read about. I did not read anything about this. I did not read oh, any solicitations. You did? I think the cover itself. The, the so I have the um, I have the alternate cover. The Mike Mignola uh, the, cover. The beautiful Mike Mignola. Mm. It is a really nice. The God actual damn. cover of the book is fucking Conan in the middle of the street in New York. Oh, that is. A I did not see that. No, I didn't see that either. I did, and it's just like, oh, okay. Right. I oh, mean, that's what the book is. Okay, How about that? so you know, just I knew it just because it's Jeff Lemire, and. I know that he's not going to just write a Conan ripoff. Yeah, Jeff Lemire, also, before we get too deep into it, I really like, generally. Like, I'm a really big Jeff Lemire fan, and me not being that grabbed by this book is not a commentary I'm on a his 75% abilities. Jeff 75%? Lemire. I would go with okay. 60. Like, I yeah. really like his personal stuff, but his hmm. superhero stuff is hit or miss. Mm. I have I not read Black only... Hammer, though. I, I would actually really like to I think that. you should. I think the yeah. only superhero thing I've read of his was something that I don't think got to finish. It was the Justice League. It was a cool team. It was set in Canada, and it was like Martian Manhunter, Adam Strange, Supergirl. Uh, Justice yeah. League United. Yeah, it was a good book, mm. and I don't think it... I don't think it kept going. I don't it think it had, finished. It didn't really yeah. have traction. Yeah. Um, but that being said, um, I saw the Conan meets blank, Conan yeah. plus blank, and I spent the entire issue going, where's the blank? What's just, we're, we're, I'm just reading Conan, but I don't care. Mm. Can we just get to the, the twist here, please? Can we get to the Shyamalan version of this? I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, and um, so you wait. So you thought, yeah. Conan. Pretty much. You thought I was like, oh, just Conan. or some kind Pastiche. of mystical. Yeah, exactly. There'll sure, be sure. some kind of. I'm sure that something will happen, but I didn't see goes to goes to our present. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I got you. Oh, it's I thought Conan you saw that. Plus goes to the present, but I did not know oh, okay. what plus parentheses parentheses was. I didn't know there. I didn't think there necessarily would be. I wasn't shocked that there was. Yeah. But can they I, could have just written a fantasy can I, epic. Can I nitpick something? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, this is the dumbest title. 
Berserker be. Unbound. It's a a berserker. It's already unbound. Has no <laughs> limit limits. It's there's no rules. It's just it's already unbound. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's like a hat on a hat. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Oh, that's like, a good idea. Well, I mean, Ooh. I mean <laughs> hat hat? If hat, you want hat. all that attention. Yeah. I, it's it's like um <laughs> I don't know, a good analogy like it's uh into the wild forest. Like yeah. wild is forest. So yeah, context. forest into yeah. the wild. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, forest colon into the wild. Forest. The now wild. wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, his name's not Berserker. Well, he well, does kind of refer to himself as that. A yeah. Mong- mongrel and Berserker. Or some he bullshit? does kind of take Berserker so as like, an appellation. I think. Yeah, I yeah. feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. If, if we were going to go one to one, it would have been Barbarian Unbound. Yeah. Right. If it was a Conan book. Yeah. yeah. Barbarian Unbound. But now Berserker is his Because he has a is his he has the Berserker. Yeah. Although it even that title Mongo makes King, it seem like there's I a previous Berserker. berserker. Yeah. Either way, I don't like it. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out, since we've <laughs> kind of touched on it a little, that the uh, I believe second Beastmaster movie <laughs> did involve Through Beastmaster. the Portal of Time. I believe that was the I've never seen you know. any Beastmaster film. There's also a TV show. Oh. Yeah, it came out like oh, a decade later. Oh, yeah. Mark Singer, where are you gone? Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember watching it like daytime mm-hmm. when I was much younger. What the fuck is Oh, so Yeah, that's a weird attempt Noel at a cool splash and I, page. And before we did yeah. before we met to do this. The conversation where we were deciding if this is we should talk about this or not. Yeah. Um, which we decided no until we remembered, oh yes, right. We have Christopher St. Saucy said we have to. Love you, bro. So um he Mike Diodato does a thing where he will just put extraneous panels on the page. He yeah. will take a page and he will go all the way off of the edges, mm. but he'll just throw gutters, gutter here, gutter there, gutter here, so that to is, break up the page. Which for sometimes no good can reason. be a really cool thing to sometimes. do. Sometimes, sometimes this was not, this was not just a times. full. This is a full page, it's, it's two a, page it's spread. It's a double page spread yeah. that just has lines. nine arbitrary lines yeah. to create. Nine or I'm uh, yeah. sorry, six lines to create nine panels that aren't four lines to create nine panels. Yeah, uh, math. It doesn't they, seem to highlight anything. No, the point of panels is <laughs> yeah. to show progression yeah. from one story point to the next to to elicit motion. Yeah, this is literally just cutting pictures in half yeah. or into panels. Yeah, it makes in, no sense. He's in I manga studio and he's just throwing down gutters. Yeah. Now, even this, uh, the one that you just pointed out where he's falling into that uh, swirly energy thing, the one at the top of the page is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting, um, compositionally interesting breakdown, but it's not, still not that great. Yeah, but then you, know? you got this. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a that's line right half. in the middle of the a panel, panel that right in, right, yeah. right in the middle of the figure. Yeah. And, and in fact, the line goes over something that is also white. So the line itself gets broken up yeah. <laughs> in the middle of that. It's infuriating. It's a um, hat on a yeah. hat, man. Also, it's a no hat on a hat. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier. Um, he just uses every single pre-made brush. In mm-hmm. e- uh, it's, I don't think it's Photoshop. I do think it's Manga Studio or Clip Clip Studio. I, I, we, when we were talking about this earlier, I, was, I, I literally said, like, I don't necessarily have the language for this, but why is this like this? Yeah, and I explained. Why is this like he this? said, yeah, why is this so fuzzy here? Why? And I said, it's because there's mm. a brush mm. that does hash... Um, cross-hatching? Hash mar- cra- yes, cross-hatching for mm. you, uh-huh. and um, Zip-A-Tone for you, uh-huh. and Blood Splatter for you, yeah. and he's just using them all. It's It seems like the art is not, other than the panel stuff, is not something that I dislike. It's just... It's very standard for a non-big two book. It feels just like 
oh, it's a small book that's being started, and it looks mm-hmm. like a lot of other small books that are being started that mm-hmm. are fantasy epics or whatever. Um, and a lot of it's fine. Yeah. Is, yeah. 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 I, there is, there's work being done here. Yeah. Which is, again, I get, I don't want to Spe- shit on the book, but. Spectacular mediocrity. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. not for me. Yeah. Um, and even the setup is like, you know, big warrior comes back and. Literally big. And, yeah, yeah, has the, literally his big. Hands are the size of yeah. oven mitts, and and I mean that each finger is an oven mitt. Is <laughs> <laughs> the hands the size of oven mitts plural? Like he, <laughs> right. Like he's a human, I think. I think he is. That or is the size close enough, of yeah. the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and, and it's not even a, it's not even a style choice. Well, it's a style choice, but it's not even a, pur- a story purpose because everyone else is normal size. Yeah. Well, he's the berserker. Right. I think oh, he's like he's a big, big he's yeah. The big boy. What's a berserker? He's um, the berserker. Is he unbound? So, he is I'm now. Sorry, now I'm getting now I'm getting petulant. I didn't care for this book all that much. No, that's yeah. yeah. That's why we weren't going to talk about it. Mm. Um, I'm and the, this could have all been resolved. Mm. Not the art. The story problem I have, which is me waiting for the turn the entire time mm. and finally getting it on the last page and being like, all right, cool, is this could have been a double-sized issue number one, yeah. and we would have gotten some of the exploits, his initial exploits in Manhattan when he shows up, right? I'll just I'll wet my beak a little bit and show me what this book is actually going to be and not, oh, Conan, 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 up mm. oh, New York. You know what? I, I, think, I, I think you need to be specific, too, because the nine-tenths of this book is him walking through the desert. Yeah. And then he comes across his slain family and then he comes across an army. Like it's it's literally enough story to tell in a recap paragraph. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think and you need not, a double sized issue. I just think no you need it sooner. To yeah. this at all. Yeah. This is the zero issue. Yeah. Yeah, this is the free comic book issue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I really think you could have told that whole you could do it in like three or four panels. It's a trope enough yeah. story mm-hmm. of, for the Conan part that you could just say, like, great warrior, murdered family, mm-hmm. vengeance, lost, whatever. Let me you ask know. you this. Okay. If this was, let's say this was issue zero and you did not read this, do you think it would be as effective or even more so, I'm a little leading question here, hmm. if they plopped us in first page, he's in the middle of traffic? Yeah. Media race? Yeah. Just like... You can figure it out in flashbacks in his head mm-hmm. about what's happening or even a couple of lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flashbacks could even just be that last, like, he is too afraid to let himself die by these warriors and he's running from them and he finds himself in that place yeah. with the other portals, presumably. That might mm-hmm. come in later. Yeah. Um, I think you could you could just have that and yeah. have him in New York or, or whatever city this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um if someone writes in, hmm. Christopher saying healthy good night, and lets us know, you know what, guys, I see what you were saying, but this is all fixed moving hmm. forward. I think it really, it really, it skyrockets. It totally I, could be. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that's not gonna happen. Like Jeff Lemire, yeah, is a name that I'll give him a yeah. little bit of. And he does weird stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? And if he needed this setup, or he felt he needed this setup, and then it's gonna get into some crazy shit when he's in the modern world, and that's Great. the real story. Yeah, I will come back. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It leans, it, it leans very heavy. This issue in particular leans very heavy on Mike Diodato. Yeah, mm. and I think that's the disservice to the story. Mm. 
I would definitely have enjoyed it more if Mike Mignola was doing the entire book. That that cover is pretty yeah. good. It's yeah. so good. I love his, it. His style works really well for the sword and sorcery kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, right. nah, I'm, I'm done. So sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Saint Saucy. I know you you were probably really looking forward to this book, and um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope, yeah. I hope maybe yeah, you yeah. really liked it and got everything you wanted out of it. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't for me specifically. Oh, you know what? Uh, he mentioned at the beginning of the show, which was like four hours ago, as recording <laughs> in real time. Um, I actually really liked that Thunderbolts run too with Mike Diodato. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I've I've it's not it's not like a an ingrown hate for his style it's just over the years it's it's turned into something that i don't like to look at yeah and back then it, it was much more focused it was a lot tighter now it's a little big and crazy yeah it just mm. i don't really it's not something that i like it's it's like metal music mm. cool mm. it's yeah. not my thing mm. there's just too much going on visually for me mm. yeah. um i think i think with his style i would like to see more silhouettes that aren't confusing if, if it was just a clean line and a brighter color yeah i think yeah. this entire style would be completely different because because it it's like um it's taking um absurd proportions but then applying uh, a weird photorealistic and muddy aesthetic to it yeah, yeah. and it makes yeah. it uncomfortable you're the, right there's a lot of loose pencil lines too mm-hmm. yeah um you know, we keep harping about the giant hands, but then I think about things like Humberto Ramos when he first yeah. started working on Impulse yeah. and how he had the giant sneakers that were completely improbable. And it was obviously a stylistic choice to get people to remember his work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that could very easily be the hand thing here. We're just oh, like, maybe. I just like drawing big hands. Fuck y'all. Yeah, but mm-hmm. everything else about the style he chose doesn't suggest that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying. Um, so anyway, I guess that's it. Thanks. Thank you. We're done. Bye. Hey. Let's go. I don't know. I want to go see a movie. I want to go see. Oh, hey, scary stories you, to tell in the dark. Would you do this past week, huh? Oh, <laughs> we forgot about it. Let's do it. Um, what'd you do this week, huh? I watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, the TV show. Is that a hard G? This is, is, that, is that how they pronounce? It? I always pronounce it Evangelion. I don't pronounce no, it's Evangelion. How about that? Um, you don't pronounce it. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I'm going by how the the dub does it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they would probably know. Uh, I didn't. You also see a movie in 40x? Oh no, I did. <laughs> I'm, this is totally leading. I did. Yeah. I, the one that you went without me, even though I was like, we should go see that yeah. together, and you're like, yeah, we'll be friends. And I was, and then you yeah. broke my heart. And then I, I, yeah. I went and saw it by myself. Yeah. Mm. Texting me like, because, Mwah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, because I didn't think that anyone actually really wanted to see what I just, did want to see it. Just that they have... would see it. You know, I guess if I asked. <laughs> right. What right. Was the, what was that? That was my impression. There's a lot of preamble <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went and saw. Um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That's the one. I was trying to think of the Fast and Furious part. All I could think of was Hobbs and Shaw. The word presents was in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that. they they presented it to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a Fast and Furious joint. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and it was so fun. Nice. It was so much fun. Sweet. I hate those movies. I hate the <laughs> you toxic. You? I hate the toxic masculinity. The bro. The the we're driving cars and we're pumping weights and there's a girl's while they're butt. driving. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. That's, That's why they're so furious. They're furiously lifting weights oh, wow. in the while cars. being fast. Wow. I hope it's a convertible. And then it's like, oh, that girl's got short shorts on. Close up. Hmm. 
It's just it doesn't speak to me as a viewer. Yeah. Um, and it actually speaks actually it does speak to me. It speaks <laughs> to me about things I don't like talking about. Right. Um, but. I saw the trailer for this, ah. and it's got Idris Elba in it, ah, and yeah. he's Black Superman, and he's he's like a, he's actually like a super villain. Oh, they he actually has powers? Give him superpowers. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard there was a lot of like geeky, nerdy references in there, and it's, didn't know that that was that kind of movie. You know? It's a lot of fun. And That's cool. To make the experience even better, we went and saw it at the King of Prussia 4D mm. theater, mm. which it's like a, it's a ride. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the seats move and in time with the movie. So as, as you're being fast and or furious, yeah. you can feel it in your seat. Um, they'll, they'll spray you with water or mist. Um, Just like a, an usher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He a just comes up and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's a bucket of fun. And cool. when there's like, Certain lights happening on the screen, they will flash lights up. Oh, on that's the, cool! Up on the like an aim, well. like a, a peripheral like kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like if there's lightning, there will be like little lightning things. Oh, that's happening. awesome. So it really does add to the experience, and um, it was like twenty something dollars a ticket, but yeah. we were like, but if we're gonna go see this yeah. dumb movie, yeah, you might as well this do it has in 4D. to be the best way to yeah. do it. Right? Oh yeah. Um, and I, at a at a certain point, I was a little bit like. How are there not seatbelts on this on this <laughs> seat? Because uh, it jostles you pretty hard. Furiously. God damn it! Yes. <laughs> I so, always, uh, ever since Too Fast, Too Furious, I like to refer to the sequels in that nine way. Nine Fast, Nine Three Furious. Three Fast, Three Furious. Yeah, Nine Fast, one. Nine Furious. I yeah. think it's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through, they just started dropping words too. Like after, like up to like eight, like it, it was like the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious. Then Fast Colton. Five. Fast yeah, Five was one like of them. Fast Five. Fast yeah. Five. Six. Yeah. Eventually, it would just been like. Now, no. Yeah. How did you like it? Um, I thought it was on par with everything that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. You, it was funny and it was insane. Is this so the best have, of them? Do you think? No. Oh, what's the best one? Oh shit, man. Okay, so I I have a tenuously enjoyable relationship with these movies. I agree with everything that you dislike about them, mm -hmm. but having experienced them, I, um. You can just kind of see like right past that thin veil, and mm. it's just it's all superhero cheese. Yeah. Um, uh, five and six, five and like five and six are like tied for the best. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, those are a completely different team. So the one that I just saw had the Rock and but Jason Statham as the two main antagonists. The, the Rock was initially against them, right? Okay. So the Rock showed yeah. up. Uh, his character of a. Uh, Hobbs shows mm -hmm. up in part five, huh. uh, is a tenuous ally in part six, hmm. and they are in part six. They're fighting bad guy X, mm -hmm. uh, and who's who they defeat, and then yeah. part seven is bad guy X's brother, yeah. bad guy who Y, is Deckard Shaw, nice. who's the Jason Statham. So the part seven Jason Statham is the bad guy. Yeah, and in part eight, they all team up again with the bad guy, yeah. and then this is now like part eight. Point five, which is a side story of Hobbs and Shaw. Huh. The one thing I will say I, I, I didn't like about this movie isn't any of the things that I thought I would dislike about the movie, hmm. that I went in expecting to not like. But the these two characters are so antagonistic towards each other mm -hmm. that it gets boring. Oh, uh, okay. They will have full, and I can't tell if it's if it's improv. Uh -huh. I have, it feels very improv-y. I mean, it's on film. They could cut it if it wasn't working. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can't tell if it was scripted. Oh, I got you. That's I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they just go back and forth making fun of... They, and that's literally all that's happening on screen, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm punching a bad guy and making fun of you, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. punch a bad guy and you make fun of me, and we're counting down who's the baddest of the it bad. Is, uh, right. It's like we. This is the scene. Yeah. The scene we are it's, in. It's just like driving. Yeah, is we are yeah. going to engage each other uh-huh. and then try to out offend the other. Okay. They do it. They do it three or four <laughs> times, and it's it's screeches inc- the movie to a halt for me. Hmm. Okay. So I thought it was kind of funny. Um, a couple of them. Uh, uh, some of them weren't. Some of them were. But they make this this, and they did it for the entire movie where they would edit around uh, one shots of each character, and it's just dead on where they're looking at the camera. They're talking to each other, but they kept cutting back and forth. A lot of times when they did it too, the lighting was different. The, like the 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 color palette was different, so you're seeing like two different perspectives hmm. hate on each other. Okay. And they did it one too many times yeah. where it was just like. Just all the rocks face talking mad shit at mm. Jason Statham, and then you know the reverse of it. Would some of them were really really funny. There were some, some of them funny bits really in it. Good. Okay, but, but yeah, they they went back to the well two or three times. And it, it was is, like we're it's done. very clearly we are in the portion of the movie where these two guys are just going to call each other assholes in different ways I for yeah, three yeah. minutes. I really, really it's a long liked, time. I really for really a liked scene. Yeah. Their, their hate on each other in the plane. <laughs> Oh, see that to me, so, I was like, we could trim this plane sequence in half. Hmm. I loved the, the 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 shit that they were slinging at each other, and also yeah. too, that was like the one time it wasn't just like full on face camera. Uh-huh. It was like them in a two shot, yeah. just talking horrible shit. At now, each other. when it works, it's great. Is not when they're involved. <laughs> when it works is when uh, Deadpool shows up. What's his name? Oh, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds is in the movie. Yeah, that's cool. And every scene that he's in is the funniest scene in the movie. Mm. Uh, and he he's good at that improv. Yeah, yeah. I'm making fun of you, but we're also having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I laugh funny. so hard whenever he's on screen. I mean, I the the second time he I, he showed up once, and then the second time he showed up, it felt a little too Deadpool-y. Mm-hmm. Because this is the director of Deadpool 2. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it felt really, really Deadpool-y. And then okay. I was like, all right, fine. But then the yeah. third time he shows up, I was like, all right, cool. I, that's fine. Hmm. That's fine. I, I like this. Yeah, he's all, he's having a lot of fun. It was worth seeing. It was For a sure. stupid effing yeah. movie that was awesome. Yeah, it was, I, it was, I cool. agree with everything he just amazing, said. Cool. S- amazing stupidity. Yeah. Cool. Which is all these movies, and, and they're great. there's a sequence that's so big and bombastic, and it's so far into the movie that I was like, ah, yes, we have reached the, is it, would I say, the denouement? Oh, the denouement. Is that the denouement? The denouement. Uh, yeah, the thing that happens right before the end, the yeah. climax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the climax. The climax. And um, you sit there and you rub the climax with your finger. No. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I thought we were at the climax of the film, and it turns out there was so much more movie to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was not the denouement. It was not. Um, oh. It has, it's... It's a lot of it's a lot of movie. Yeah, they there's like no reason for that much. Movie. No, no, there's not. Like they they <laughs> have stopped. They have a relatively definitive ending, and yeah. then it goes on for another half hour and another like three action set pieces. Yeah, uh, yeah. like it is. It's a lot of, you know, as much as as much insane testosterone that's in the movie didn't feel toxic. No, it's just it's just it was playful. It felt yeah. playful. Yes, good. No, like Perfect. no one on screen was taking making them taking mm. themselves seriously. Yeah, yeah. Right, all. you can be testosterone and not be a yeah. jerk. But, you know, uh, that's my favorite think, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think uh, the, my my biggest misgiving about this movie because it's just it's just supposed to be fun yeah. is I wonder if there are contingents of 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 uh, alpha bro males that just like 
take the oxygen that it's breathing and just like use it for their own purposes of yeah. just like let's go be manly men. Yeah. I'm like it's not it's not what you saw. Yeah. It's not what the movie it's making is. fun of you. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um like everyone on screen is making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, but if they would if they would internalize that as like a let's go be manly men but also have a a lighthearted nature about ourselves and not be dicks. Yeah. That would be great. Oh, that would yeah. be great. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, let's rep. We're done. Let's get the fuck out of here. Done. <laughs> Bye. All Peace. Right.